This is the Find Your Focus podcast with Goals Classroom. We chat with inspiring and creative entrepreneurs to encourage, empower, and equip you to take the next steps in your photography business. We want you to leave each episode with actionable steps so that you can gain confidence, book your calendar, and earn more income with your passion. So grab some coffee or your drink of choice and let's get to it. everyone. I'm Logan Fay and the host of the Find Your Focus podcast with Cole's Classroom. Today, I'm talking to Hope Taylor, who is the owner of Hope Taylor Photography. She is not only a photographer, but also has a YouTube channel with tons of amazing resources for photographers. During this interview, she shares with us how she managed to start her business while in high school. Yes, I said while in high school. <laughs> she also talks to us about how she made the decision to come home from college and do photography full time. Her story is truly inspirational. Something that I found really interesting while chatting with Hope is that she legally started her business when she was 17 years old. She managed to get past other people's opinions and become a successful photographer. I cannot wait for you guys to hear this conversation that we had. So let's dive on into this interview with Hope. All right, Hope, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Thank you so much for having me. I am so pumped about this conversation. It is going to be so good. So you have such a unique story, I feel like, and I can't wait for our listeners to hear it because I feel like so many people are going to relate to what we're going to talk about today. Many photographers start their photography business in their like late 20s or even later in life, but you started a lot earlier than that. Can you kind of tell us how you got into photography? Yes, absolutely. So I will give kind of the cliff notes version because I know we're going to dive in a little bit more as we continue to chat. But I began my business when I was a 16 year old junior in high school. So I was actually working at a retail store part time, making minimum wage. If any girls are listening that remember Justice or Limited 2, those like old school <laughs> stores that we all shopped at, that's where I was working. And obviously, I loved the store. I just didn't love the job. I was feeling really burnt out. I was really tired. Junior year is obviously just a stressful year of high school. I was applying to colleges and it just all felt like a lot of work for a really little return. But obviously I knew I needed to be making money. Like I had just gotten a car, I was paying for gas. And so I had gotten a professional, well, quote unquote professional, I'm doing air quotes as I say that, um, <laughs> a very like cheap used DSLR camera on eBay as a gift the year prior because I took a photojournalism class. And so that had been sitting on a shelf and getting dusty through my junior year because I was just so busy with all the things I mentioned. And so I decided to get it off the shelf. And initially it was just to kind of have an outlet for all this negative energy because I was just so exhausted and burnt out. And my parents and everybody kind of encouraged me to find an outlet to do something for myself. And so I started taking pictures of friends for fun. And I remember somebody gave me a check of, and it was for free for everybody, but somebody's parents gave me a check of $50 to thank me. And at the time I was making $7.25 an hour. And then I made 50 bucks <laughs> in an hour. And I was like, oh a my gosh. difference. Like, <laughs> right. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is the life. I didn't even know this was possible. And that was kind of when it clicked for me that like, oh, this could be something I do through high school to make money. Like this could be a job. This doesn't just have to be a side hobby. And so I started posting on social media. I started like doing more senior portraits of friends. And so through my junior year, I was kind of hustling on the side. I quit that retail job. And then the summer after my junior year, so right before my senior year, I remember I had done so many high school credits that I didn't really need a ton of classes my senior 
senior year. Like I was going to be taking a lot of electives and things I didn't really need. And so our school had a program where you could leave halfway through the day. It was called early release. If you had enough credits, as long as you had a job and you could leave school halfway through the day and go to work. And it was kind of a tricky loophole situation because I didn't technically have a job, but I was running this business and doing these photo shoots, but that didn't technically qualify for the program. And so I reached out to my principal and to the marketing teachers and I was like, Hey, like what loopholes do I need to jump through in order to get early release my senior year so that I can focus more on building this business. And they were like, well, you need to make it legal. Like you need to have a legal business name. You need to have a business license. You need to be paying taxes and functioning as a legal business in order for us to be able to grant you early release because you know, guys would just, they were like mowing lawns on the side and use that for early release. And the kids would try to make up things in order to get early release. And they needed to see physical proof that this was like a real job. And I was like, okay, that feels like a lot. I've only been doing it for a few months. But that summer, right before I turned 17, I went into the courthouse and I literally had no idea what I was doing. I literally walked into my courthouse in my little town and was like, hi, like, what do I need to do? And what do I need to sign to make this legal? So I was a legal business owner before I turned 17. And I decided to, my senior year, like I said, I kind of went to school part-time and built my business that whole year. And as I was applying to colleges, I ended up applying to seven and committing to the college that was closest to home. But about a month before I was supposed to move into my dorm, we had paid all the fees. I'd gone to orientation. I had a schedule, met my professor, had a roommate, all the things. And I woke up one morning and was like, you know what? This is not the plan for me. This isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. And I revoked my admission and I have been full-time now for seven years. Oh my gosh. That is amazing that to start that early, I can't imagine in seven more years where you're going to be. (laughs) That just blows my mind. We're going to be seeing you, you know, Hope Taylor in, in the news for your photos. If just to get that big of a head start is amazing. Oh my gosh. You are so sweet. Thank you. I appreciate that. So you signed up for college, you were there and then you decided that it wasn't for you. So how did, I'm thinking like from a parent's perspective, I only have a one-year-old and a two-year-old, but their future is always on my mind. How did your parents handle that you saying that you wanted to come home and that college just wasn't right for you? Yeah. I love this question because I think from the outside looking in, it can look like Instagram highlight reel, right? Everything was just so fluffy and wonderful. And it was just this great (laughs) transition. And the reality of it was a lot different than that because, so my mom and I are very, very close for anybody listening that doesn't follow me on Instagram. You, you might know this if you follow me, but if you don't, my mom and I are like best friends. She knows me better than I know myself. And we laugh now because the entire process of me applying to colleges, she kept saying to me, hope, you know, you can stay home if you want to, like you can go to community college. We will support that decision, blah, blah, blah. And I got so frustrated with her because she kept saying that. And I like started getting angry at her. And I was like, mom, I don't want to stay in like this little town. Like, I want to leave. Stop trying to get me to stay home. And ultimately she was right all along. So my mom saw it coming for sure, but she assumed that I would be staying home to go to a local college. Not that I'd be staying home to go full-time with my business. She just kind of knew that I'd want to stay home. My dad, on the other hand, he waited to get his degree until he was in his thirties. So for him, when I was like, Hey, JK, I don't want to go to college. That was really scary to him because he didn't want to see me make that same decision and wait until I was married with kids to get a degree because that was so hard for him. Mm -hmm. Um, So initially he wasn't thrilled. I had like just a couple weeks prior kind of announced to everybody that I was going to the school I had committed to. And he had told everybody. So it was just kind of this big thing of like, everybody's going to think we're crazy. that I've all of a sudden changed my mind. He's so supportive and never wanted to deter me from pursuing my dreams, but he wanted to make sure that I was doing it with a backup option. So he actually required me to go to 
community college. Initially going full-time with my business was not even an option. I basically revoked my admission from the four-year university to stay home and continue to do school part-time at a local community college because he was not okay with the concept of not going to school at all. And what ended up happening is I went to school that semester I worked my butt off. I have so many memories of that semester of just being exhausted, but it was one of those things that I had to show him what I could do instead of trying to tell him. And so instead of trying to argue him and convince him to give me a semester off, I just worked my butt off. So I was booking weddings and staying up until two in the morning writing papers and then going to meetings and then booking it to class afterwards. So during that semester, I actually ended up booking 12 weddings for the following year. So I sat down with my dad and said, Hey, listen, here's what this is looking like. Financially, I'm supporting myself. What do I need to do in order for you to let me just take one semester off? Because at this point, I had never done just my business. I was always balancing school and work. And so I wanted to just see what life would look like if I could put 100% of my effort into my business. And so he agreed to give me one semester off. And needless to say, I worked my butt off and I haven't gone back since then. But initially it was definitely a blow because they just, my parents kind of, their heads were spinning a little bit. Like they wanted to support me, but they also wanted to be good parents and look out for me and make sure that I was making smart decisions and had a backup plan and all of those things. So there was definitely some tears, definitely some arguing. My mom saw it coming, but I initially <laughs> still had to go to school for a while there. I feel like moms always see the future. They they know what's coming. They know their kids so well. I kind of have, I was in a similar situation where my parents, I was a teacher for seven years, elementary school teacher. And then all of a sudden when I had kids, I was like, I want to be a photographer and just kind of jumped, jumped into it. And I felt like my parents at first thought it was just going to be some kind of phase in my life. (laughs) Did your parents view it like that? Like, do you think that they said, oh, you know what, we'll just let her get through this phase and then she'll go back to wanting to go to college. Oh, definitely. I definitely think they viewed it as a phase because I had gone through so many phases. So I actually, I always knew I wanted to do something entrepreneurial. I always loved the idea of working for myself. I probably totally said that word wrong, by the way, but I always wanted to like work for myself, have a business and kind of do my own thing. And so I went through a lot of phases. Like I remember as a kid, I would mix up shampoo and conditioner and try to sell it to people. (laughs) And like, I was literally just always, always, always changing my mind on what I wanted to do, but I was always trying to be creative and make money. Like when we did fundraisers in elementary school, I would go door to door and win all the contests. I was ridiculous. Um, And so I think they for sure just thought it was another one of those phases of like, oh, Hope had this idea to make money on the side and it's just going to be a phase. And I honestly don't really know when that changed because I think I even thought it was a phase for a while of like, yes, I'm really enjoying this. Like, this is so fun, but it's just something that I want to do to take pictures of my friends and capture memories. And I don't really remember a moment where it evolved into more than that. But I think that they definitely probably in the back of their mind was like, Hope's going to wake up tomorrow and have a totally different idea. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. But I feel like as we go through life, you know, we do go through all these different phases. But once you find that one thing that you really love doing. It just sticks. Oh, absolutely. And I think for me too, the funny thing is that my passion's always been business. Like I've always loved marketing. I've always loved business, but it was more for me that I needed an outlet for that, that actually stuck. And so I feel like for a lot of people, photography is like an artistic outlet and it turns into a business. For me, photography is like my outlet for my love for business. So it kind of gave me a tool to learn more about business, grow a business, use the marketing skills that I love to use. And I think that is actually what made me love it more than the art of even photography and the fact that it was kind of increasingly successful through my high school years, I think what made it stick because I was just really, really loving the challenge of like marketing and business side of things. So yeah, it's just funny to look back and see how it all evolved. 
That's amazing. I, <laughs> I absolutely love hearing your story just because it's so, I mean, usually when you hear about someone becoming a photographer, it really is later on in their life. It's not when they're 17 and in high school and, you know, you really figure out what you want to do. So I'm just amazed by, by that. Oh, thank you. You were so sweet. I appreciate that so much. So I have a question for you about, obviously, you know what it's like to be in high school and partially in college and be a full-time business owner. So what advice do you have for someone who's in high school or college and they really are wanting to get into photography? Yeah. So there's kind of two sides to this and they're not going to feel super practical, but I think that if somebody's listening that is a student can really resonate, like they'll really be able to resonate with this because the biggest hurdle that I had to overcome when I wanted to start a business in high school and this applies to people, whether you're a photographer or not, was the backlash that I got from my peers. I was so worried about what my friends would think if I went from posting like normal high school things on Instagram to trying to market myself and make myself seem like this professional photographer when everybody knew that I was still growing and trying, but I wanted to market myself as somebody who knew what they were doing. And the overall consensus of my peers was like, who does this girl think she is? Why does she think that she can do this? And it was really, really tough. I got a lot of backlash. I faced a lot of bullying. I had people in my school that would like post tweets mocking me and they would go viral in my little town. There was a really dark side to that season because high schoolers are just mean, you know, like kids are just mean. And I think sure. that when you're a student, that can really deter you from putting yourself out there, right? Whether you make jewelry or whether you're super passionate about writing or whether you paint or you're a photographer, the fear of putting yourself out there and what kids are going to say to you, whether you're in high school or in college is it's a real fear. And it's a real thing because it happened to me and it still happens to me sometimes. And so the biggest encouragement from like a emotional standpoint that I can give is just to really believe in yourself and stay true to what you want your life to look like because you only get one life and the people that are going to make fun of you and give you backlash, they don't matter because in the long run, they're going to come full circle. And the girls that were like so catty and mean to me in high school are now trying to book me for their wedding days. Um, and it's just so funny to see how that comes full circle because it would have been so easy for me to let that deter me from continuing to pursue what I was doing. And now it's just funny how that comes full circle because it just would have been really heartbreaking if I had let that deter me from doing what I loved. So that's my biggest piece of advice is just to really pursue your passions and do it unapologetically and follow the life that you want to live. Even if people around you think it's too early, I promise you it's never too early. I would 100% agree with that. It is definitely never too early and being able to get over other people's opinions is just so important. You know, it doesn't, matter if someone else thinks that you're too young to start your own business. Clearly you can be successful in high school when you start your own business or, you know, anything else you do in life. Other people's opinions definitely are hard to get over and hard to push aside, but it's important to make sure that you are living the life that you want. Yes. I couldn't agree more. And the truth of that too, is that it never goes away, right? No matter how much we grow, no matter how old we are, no matter what season we're in, no matter how long we've been in business, the judgment and the criticism and the bullying, honestly, like it just doesn't go away. And I think that learning to have that thick skin and just stand true and who you are earlier on in your business or earlier on in your artistic passion, like whatever that looks like for you, just learning to really stand firm in that and believe in yourself at an early age is just so important because it doesn't stop as you get older. You just learn how to ignore it 
a lot quicker. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I, I am 30 and I know you're younger than I am, but I feel like the last few years I finally have realized that if I want to do photography, that's what I'm going to do. If people think I'm crazy for quitting my teaching job, then okay, that's all right. <laughs> you know, yes. oh my gosh. So I totally agree. I have like praise hand emojis happening right now, but you can't <laughs> see them, but that's what's happening. Yeah. I mean, it's other people's opinions, especially when it is your family. It's just really hard to get over. But once you are able to do that and still like tell your parents or spouse or whoever, you know, I respect what you're feeling, but like, this is what I want. This is what I'm passionate about. This is what I want to do with my life. Once you're able to get into that phase, I feel like everything else kind of just falls in place. Oh, absolutely. Could not agree more. Okay. So one more question for you. And it's just a fun question that I'm interested to know the answer to. If you didn't start your photography business, what career do you think you would have picked? Oh my gosh. I love this question because this is such a little known fact about me, but it was a huge part of this season of my life. So I actually always, always, always thought that I was going to be an ER nurse or doctor. That was like what I planned to do my entire childhood. I actually through high school did almost 350 volunteer hours at our local hospital. Um, and yeah. And I was the youngest person on the volunteer advisory board at the hospital by like 50 years. Like I was super involved at our local hospital and I was taking classes like in prerequisites that would have put me on that path. And that didn't change until I was a junior. And then even when I was still planning on going to college, I was going to pursue a business degree. But up until that point and like the photography side of my life started, being a nurse or doctor was my 100% full determined plan. And I think that someday down the road, I could definitely see myself going back to nursing school when I'm retired with grandbabies or something because I still truly love that side of things. I think it's amazing. That's amazing. I was not expecting that answer. So <laughs> I'm glad, I know, you, right? glad you brought, brought that up. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. It's definitely like out of left field, the total opposite of what I'm doing now, but definitely that was my plan. It's kind of funny how everything turns out. <laughs> I love it. So I know our listeners probably have not seen Happy Hour with Hope, and that's definitely something that they need to see because I love it so much. Can you tell us just a little bit more about that and then also where to find you on social media? Oh my gosh, of course. So Happy Hour with Hope is my weekly YouTube series. I post a brand new video every week for photographers and all small business owners. And it's a lot of educational content. There's some fun little personal stuff mixed in there, but it's weekly free educational content for business owners. So that's the best place to find me if you're looking to continue to grow your business. You want some like practical education. And then on Instagram, I'm Hope Taylor Photography, which is where you can see updates on my life. And that's where I share the most often. And then my blog is hopetaylorblog.com and I have a ton more free educational resources, like free guides you can download, video content, blog content, all that stuff to help you grow your business as well. Perfect. Well, Hope, thank you so much for joining us today. I cannot wait to follow you and see where you are in seven years from now (laughs) and and just follow your story. So thank you so much for taking time to chat with us today. Absolutely. Thank you so, so much for having me. This was such a good talk and I'm really grateful. All right. Talk later. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Find Your Focus podcast with Cole's Classroom. I hope that you got some great takeaways from this episode that you can apply to your business. Make sure to visit colesclassroom.com backslash podcast for the show notes and any links that we talked about during this episode. If you liked this episode, head over to iTunes and tap that five-star button and leave us a review.